Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How are you all feeling this beautiful morning? I think the people of God can do a little bit better than that. How are you all feeling this beautiful morning? Give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, you all can get ready and sit down, have a seat, take a seat, take a seat. You all are looking awesome today. I am so excited to be here in front of you all today. I never take it for granted that the pastors of this house, y'all, we have some awesome pastors. We have some awesome pastors. And the thing that I love about them more, since I get the opportunity to serve with them and work under them, is that they have more character behind the scenes than they have on the stage. That's a beautiful thing to have. So I just want to give honor to Pastor Gregory and Pastor Patricia Gregory as well. I never take this for granted. Never take this for granted. Well, <clears throat> today is youth invasion. I said today is a youth invasion. And so we'll have all our youth. I see some of you all still over here. Y'all can head over to our section. We have a whole section for you all, okay? Don't, yeah. But also, before we get started, I wanted to give a very special shout out to my beautiful wife. Where's my beautiful wife? She's somewhere. Oh, she in the back. But she's awesome. She's my youth pastor partner. Like, that's my partner. That's my ride or die. Like, she's an awesome woman of God. This is our first youth invasion, but it won't be the last. I believe that this generation that is coming up is an amazing generation. This generation coming up is the smartest generation that we've ever had. They have the most, the biggest opportunity, this generation right here. And so we're going to do service a little differently today. I know this is linked up, church. Amen. Hallelujah for linked up. But today this is the plug. And so how we do it, we say, welcome to the plug where... I said, welcome to the plug where people get linked up to So we have youth serving in multiple areas around this service. We got a social media and media team that is working together. We have people behind the scenes putting these graphics up. We have some greeters out in the front. You all give it up for the amazing praise team that did an awesome job, did an awesome job. We have our announcement team that you all will see a little later on. And then we have youth serving in children's church and nursery. And so in the plug, for you all that don't know, that is our youth ministry here. The plug stands for people linked up to God, purposefully living unapologetically godly. That's what the plug stands for. And we believe that God is the source. We're his vessel. We're going to get into that a little later on. But we've been doing a series on the book of John, where we've been studying through the book of John. And we had an idea. We're studying John. But how much do the adults know about the book of John? So y'all check out this quick video real quick. In the Old Testament, God referred to himself as a two-word phrase with three letters. What is that name? I don't know. <laughs> in the 
book of John, Jesus makes how many I am statements? Four, two, four. Who was John the Baptist's father? Seven. Jesus makes seven I am statements in the book of John. Name three. Okay. Jesus and John the Baptist are how many months apart? John the Baptist's father. Is this, you have a multiple choice? What was Jesus' first miracle? His first miracle was changing water into wine. Mm -hmm. Who is John the Baptist's mother? You can't, you can't hit me with quiz questions like that. I don't know that question. I don't know that answer. You can't do that. What, what is it? You got it on that paper? How did John the Baptist die? He was beheaded. Who killed John the Baptist? God has been good. Yes, he has. <laughs> How was Jesus and John the Baptist related? Were they friends, brothers, or cousins? Ooh, John the Baptist, they, I think, believe they were brothers. What did John the Baptist eat? Potatoes and berries, locusts and honey, or beans and potatoes? Ooh, please, potatoes and <laughs> All righty, all righty, all righty. So I see that, um... We just got to study the book of John a little bit more. Amen? Amen. Locusts and honey. John the Baptist ate locusts and honey. All righty. <laughs> if you could turn in your Bibles to John 15, verse 1. John 15, verse 1. Today we're going to be ministering on the topic of the plug up. The plug up. Today we're going to be talking about a couple couple things that are close to my heart. One, are we connected to false vines? Two, connecting to the power source. And three, the benefits of being plugged up. Y'all know it's a benefit for being plugged up to God. Let's start with being plugged up to false vines. John 15, 1. Jesus states that I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. First off, we just want to take a little second to go right there. Because these are bars right here. These are bars. Jesus says, I am the true vine. There's seven I am statements that Jesus says in the book of John. Seven of them. And the vine one is the last one. But he says, I am the true vine. That makes me think that if Jesus is the true vine... There must be false vines. If Jesus is the true vine, there are false vines that we can plug up into. I love out the gate how Jesus lets you know right off rip that he is, it's narrow is the gate to the Father. We have a lot of different ways that people talk about how you get to the Father. Mysticism, occultism, Universalism, that's not Jesusism. The way to the Father is through the true vine. That's the only way to the Father. How many other false vines are there out there? The false vine of greed, the false vine of sexuality, the false vine of depression, the false vine of 
sex, the false vine of lying, the false vine of pornography. How many of us have been plugged into the false vine of selfishness? There's a false vine that we can be plugged into. I want to welcome the online audience here today. Thank you all for joining us. We're going to get straight into it. The false vine of carnality is something that plagues the American church. But there's a vine that I'm very fond of, and that's the grapevine. But there's another vine called the kudzu vine. Anybody familiar with kudzu? If you just drive on the side of the highway, it's just everywhere. It grows over everything. It overtakes trees. It overtakes dilapidated buildings. It overtakes cars. It overwhelms things. And the thing about kudzu is they thought kudzu was good. The reason it is so prevalent here in Atlanta because it was the miracle vine. Kudzu was brought over and they would just throw the seeds everywhere. They took the seeds and threw them everywhere because they said, you can eat kudzu's edible. So you can eat the, vine, you can eat the leaves off of that. I'm a real nature nerd, so just bear with me. It's good for goats. It's good for horses. Everybody can eat it. So they thought, we're just going to plant it everywhere not realizing that it will overtake and suffocate things. How many of us in our life have had the fake vine of kudzu overwhelm our life? It's just like sin. It overwhelms us, overtakes us. It creeps slowly but surely, but it will bring you down. But the thing about the grapevine is that it does the same thing. It overwhelms us the grapevine is Jesus, if you all didn't catch that, okay? The true vine. The thing with the grapevine is it overwhelms us with love, overtakes us with love. It creeps into our life and clings to us and takes sin out and pulls it down. The grapevine is a lot better than the kudzu vine. I'm going to read you a story out of the Bible that you have probably never read before. We're going to go to 2 Kings 4.39. 2 Kings 4.39. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James translation. When you get there, say amen. And Elijah returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said to his servant, put on a large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophet. He was hungry, like I am right now. And he said, go out and get something to put on a large pot so that we can eat. So one went out into the field and gathered herbs and found a wild vine and gathered it from the lap full of the wild gourds. Then he came and sliced it into the pot of stew, though they did not know that, though they did not know what they were. Then they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened as that when they were eating the stew, they cried out and said, man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. So he said, bring some flour. And he put it on the pot and said, serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. 
Elisha told them to go out to a vine and pick some fruit. They went to a wild vine and picked poison. They ate the vine because they thought it was good to the senses. It probably smelled good. It probably tasted, well, nah, they said it was poison, so it probably didn't taste too good. <laughs> it probably looked good to the eyes, smelled good to the nostrils, sensu sensuality, sin feels good. I'm the only, okay. Just going to leave me, hey, I, I, just going to leave me. Sin feels good, but it brings death. Sex feels good, but it brings death. Pornography feels good, but it brings death. Feels good for a little while, but what about the consequences? What about the consequences when your heart is broken and you're left wide open? And what do you do then? Well, the man of God threw flour in the pot, took the poison away. The Holy Spirit <laughs> wants to throw something in your pot and take that pain away. The Holy Spirit, even though we may have, we've all plugged into the vine of poison before in our life. Amen? Amen. All right, now we got some Christians in here. Honesty. We have all plugged into that vine, but the beautiful thing is, we can unplug from that vine, plug into another vine, and his power can break down any stronghold that's in anybody's life in here today. I don't care what stronghold it is you may be struggling with. I'll tell you right now, the power of God, the flower of God is able to break any chain from your life in the name of Jesus. I'm super hyped this morning. I'm just going to be a little honest with you all. Y'all going to have to vibe with me. We just came from a youth conference, and we had an awesome, amazing time. And I'm pumped up in this thing right now. I'm pumped up. False vines look real, but they kill. They don't give life. The false vine looks really, really good. Let me show you a picture here. We have grapes on one side. Pokeberries on the other side. Anybody familiar with the pokeberry? You can eat the pokeberry leaves, but you have to boil it about three to four times. It's almost like greens. Anybody ate poke, poke leaves? Okay, got some country folks in here. Country. <laughs> <laughs> Grapes and pokeberries look the same. Grapes are edible. Pokeberries are deadly. You eat a whole bunch of those bad boys like you popping in grapes, <laughs> you're going to fall over. <laughs> looks good, brings death. Sin looks so good, yet it brings death. Every branch, verse, um, let's go to 15, verse 2. Every branch in me that does... Jesus, this is Jesus talking, just to make sure everybody's clear. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. We have any fruit bearers in here? Any fruit bearers in here? You got the fruit of the Lord in your life. Raise your hand. Fruit bearers, fruit bearers, fruit bearers. Amen. That means God's going to prune you. <laughs> like, whoa, wait, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Pruning doesn't sound too good, just to be honest with you. Pruning is when 
something is growing and in the dormant season, it will take shears and chop it down. Well, God, why would you want to chop anything down? Because you got a lot of stuff growing in you that needs to be cut out. You got a lot of stuff growing in you that God wants to chop on right out of there. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Amen, all right. That's a song that, okay, let's just. Pruning actually is cleansing. It's cleansing the branches. When a vine, a wild vine, when it is left to its own devices, what it does, it focuses on growing upwards instead of bearing fruit. When a wild vine, like a muscadine vine, when sometimes when I go into the woods, I just look around and one time I saw a muscadine vine that was literally like 40 feet in the air, high. It was over all the trees, but it had little fruit. That vine focused on growing wood instead of bearing fruit. And so what the father wants to do, because he is the vine dresser, what he wants to do is cut back so that the energy doesn't go into growing up, but growing fruit. What that pretty much means is this. When a vine's woody stem starts, whoa, when a vine, <laughs> when a vine woody stem starts to grow upwards and has more wood, that means it's more susceptible to disease, more susceptible to parasites, more susceptible to negative things. In our life, when we are focused on just growing upwards, and in, trust me, there's nothing wrong with being successful. I, I mean, God wants us to be successful. Amen. We're children of God. We should be successful. But when all you focus on is work, all you focus on is school, all you focus on is money. Yes, it's green, but it ain't going to bring you life. All you focus on is things that the world has to offer. I'm telling you, you will not produce fruit. God doesn't want us just focusing on those things. He wants us focused on him. He is the true vine that gives us nourishment, that gives us nutrients, that gives us energy, that gives us power. And when we focus on him, it says you will bear much fruit. You will bear fruit when you connect to the vine. So what we have to realize is this. God wants to cut some stuff back in your life. He's for us. God is for us. He wants to take every bit of selfishness and sin that's in you and tear that thing down. Every bit of pride that is in you, he wants to cut that thing out. And it says when you were, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, ain't I? But it says that when you stay connected to him and you bear fruit, he's going to keep on cutting things out so you can bear more. How many of you all need God to cut something out of your life? Amen. Amen. I need two hands. Like, I need a couple of them. Pruning seems wrong, but it's actually good. There's nothing wrong with being pruned. I pray that God prunes us some more. Cut us back. Less of me, more of. Amen. Y'all ain't know that scripture? All righty. Verse 3. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Man, Jesus is the word, so we're clean because he dwells on the inside of us. Okay. Then he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself 
unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. But Nehemiah, I'm successful and I don't have Jesus. Do you have spiritual success? Do you have the peace of God in your life? Do you have eternal rewards? Because without Jesus, you're not going to get any eternal fruit. The fruit that God has for us is lasting. Fruit that the world offers is perishing. You need to hit a weed, and then you're going to need it again in a couple hours because you're going to come down. You're going to have to re-up. You have sex for a little bit, you're going to need a little bit more in a few. But it says that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the living water. And when you drink from him, you are not going to thirst anymore. You know, I don't need to go back to the marijuana plant no more. I got me a better plant, the true vine. That's the herb. But Nehemiah, God created the herbs, my brother. Yes, he did. He did create the herbs. But he also created cyanide. Should you drink that? Weed is good. Hear me out. Don't just clip that and put that up there. Weed, <laughs> weed is good medicinally. It doesn't say it's good for you to get high on. It says be sober-minded. The enemy's roaring around looking to attack. Sober-minded is better than high-minded. Only high-minded we need to be is high-minded on Jesus. So... Let's talk about connecting with the power source. Verse 5, it says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. It sounds like we just read verse 4 again. So I think it's pretty important what Jesus is saying. If he's going to repeat himself right after himself, you know when your parents, they repeat themselves. Uh, 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 Kelsey, go clean them dishes. Kelsey, then I say, like, after the second time, it's like, oh, boy, let me hurry up. <laughs> Your parents don't play after you repeat it a couple times. But you don't got to yell at them. <laughs> Y'all going to get me in trouble here. I'm like, on the parent side, on the youth side, like... <laughs> you don't got to scream at them. You can talk calmly. But they don't listen, Nehemiah. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know who I'm dealing with. You're right. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. This then turned into a battle of the generations. <laughs> Let's just. Keep on getting into the scripture. I don't want no parts. I'm on both sides. I ain't going to lie. I'm on the parent side. I'm really for the parents, but I'm really for the youth. <laughs> I'm on both sides. I really am. Parents and youth, like, I'm a, I'm a parent. I was a youth. Both sides. <laughs> All right. It says that. I am the vine. The vine is the same thing that is the root. The root is connected. The root is the vine. The root goes down and gets nutrients, minerals, hydration, water. 
The root goes down and pulls things out to give nutrients to the branches. He says that I am divine. We aren't divine. God is divine. Jesus is divine. We are not divine. So how come we always try to do everything in our own strength? How come we trying to do everything in our own power instead of going to his power? He's the one with the power. You're trying to overcome pornography by just on your own. Man, yes, you need to do stuff to try to help you, but man, you need to spend more time prayer in prayer. You need to spend more time with him because he's the one that's going to eliminate it and he's going to kick it out of your life and keep it out of your life. I used to love pornography. Oh, y'all looking at me like I'm just crazy. But God done cut it out. This is why we are called the plug. Y'all got the plug up, linked up, plug up, okay. This is why we are called the plug because we're all about connecting to God's power because he's gonna give us lasting fruit instead of connecting to our own power. God is divine, nourishment, life, power, or we could say electricity. God's the electricity. We are the branches. We receive the nutrients. We receive the life. We receive the power. We are the plug. It says abide in him. What does it mean to abide? Y'all can talk. Y'all can talk. Stay. Reside. Be with him. Dwell with him. Okay, that's an old term. Dwell with the Lord. I like that. Dwell with him. What else? What else? What does it mean to abide? Remain? Yes. Huh? Lifestyle. I like it. That is very true. We need you to come up here with a mic. <laughs> abide in him means that we stay connected. We stay. 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 We're all about staying connected to God. It's not okay just to plug up once a week and come to service. That's not staying connected. <laughs> we linked up for just one day out of the week instead of several moments out of the week. We got to stay connected in him. Wake up in the morning, connect. <laughs> At night, connect. Throughout the day, driving, connect, because some of y'all got some real tempers when you're driving. Connect, <laughs> connect, right then and there. Somebody cut you off, you, stop, connect. Stay connected, because you done unplugged. You done got out, all in the flesh, and your kids is watching. <laughs> and they like, oh, that's how you respond when somebody does that to you. They see everything. They come and tell me, who is it? You, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bear much fruit. That means you're going to function the way that God intended for you to function in life. You're going to have fruit in your life. Being a believer is not a lame life. Man, it's, it's a great life. 
Being a believer is having the peace of God, the joy of God in your life. Being a believer is being set free from anything that you've been set free from, boy. Man, I used to be in bondage, and now I'm set free. I don't think you all realize the type of God that I serve, because the God that I serve, when I plugged into him, he gave me power to overcome things. He gave me power to lay hands on the sick and they recovered. He gave me power to cast out demons in somebody. When I plug into him, he gave me the power. I got a little example I want to use. Let me uh, come on out here real quick, my brother. How many of you all are a fan of God? Hey, man, come on, come on. Bring that fan on out, my brother. Bring that fan on out. Just set it right here for me. I mean, you all a fan of God, amen? Y'all give it up for my man. Y'all give it up for my man Noah one time. This brother right here, we went ziplining, and he was tearing, I mean, knees. But he got to the top, and that brother done slid right on down. It was scary. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was scary. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, my brother. Go on now. All righty. Fans are beautiful. Fans are useful. Let me put this. Fans are useful. They put air on us when we're hot. They circulate things. But if this fan is never plugged up, it has no use. If this fan stays like this, it's just going to collect dust. It's going to stay in the corner and do nothing. It's not going to witness. It's not going to be a witness. It's not going to operate how it needs to operate. It's just going to sit there and be a fan. <laughs> But the thing about God is this. When you find the outlet, which has the power, <laughs> and you plug into him, you can start operating the way that you need to operate. You got to press the on button first. Though. So, yeah, clap it up for the fan one time. Now, the thing that we often do, we will connect to God for a little bit of time. We'll come to service, we'll, we'll do our uh, three-day devotional, and we feel good about ourselves, and uh, praise God for that, because you probably didn't know devotionals before. So it's growth there, good growth. But oftentimes when life hits, we just disconnect. And the thing I love about the fan example is that you'll still run for a little bit. You're going to move for a little bit. You still, but you start to slow down until you stop. Now, the thing is this. When you plug, oh, hit the power button. <laughs> when you plug into him and you stay connected to him, you abide in him. He abides in you. That power that is there is going to transfer to your life and it's going to make you do things that you can never do. It's going to make you do things how you were intended to work. It's going to make you function the way that you were designed to function how we were in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were in there. That's how we're supposed to function. 
It says that Jesus is the second Adam. That means he was there in the garden. He created, and when he came back, he spoke to the tree and it died. He touched people and they were healed. He gave them living water. When you stay connected to the power source, you're going to look like Jesus. You have to stay, stay, stay. Because when you unplug, when life hits, things start to slow down. And this is here from my Christians that's been saved for over five years. I know that some of, oh, hold on. Stopped a little quicker than I expected. <laughs> When we've been saved for a little bit, we just start to go through the motions. Devotion, check. Pray, check. Work, check. Go to sleep, check. Wake back up and do it again. Abiding in him is not a checklist. Abiding in him is an expectation when you open up that word of God, he's going to reveal something to you. It's not, a, if the motive is not right, what does it really matter? You're doing it for a checklist instead of getting to know him, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Like, of course, of course you're not seeing no power in your life. You're just looking at it. You, you, you right close to it. But you ain't connecting. The motive got to be right. Is it hot in here? Is it me? Amen. Okay. And oftentimes, people that have more issues need to spend more time with the power. Some of us can last a little longer off of our reserve tank. We got a lot of word in us, so we, we good. I mean, we last, you can last a whole couple months maybe. Nah. <laughs> you can last a little bit, go a week, because if I could just be transparent, that was me. Man, I'm good. I got some word in me. I woke up late this day. Okay, I'm going to get it in a little later on today. Got busy. Oops, forgot it. Okay, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Give my little prayer. Pray with my food. Amen. All right. Read my word, a little scripture on the front. The more problems you got, the more time you need to abide. It makes no sense that if you have cancer, you're going to take some Advil. Some of us in here got cancer. We got all type of stuff wrong with us. And you taking a five-minute Advil and think that's going to heal it. That's going to solve the issue. No, no, no. You need to get down on your knees. <laughs> and you need to spend time with him. That's going to solve the issue. You got to spend more time with him. I'm, I mean, I'm all for the devotions. I'm all for the five-minute devotions. They good. Lunchtime, get a little devotion in. But that's not truly abiding. That's not truly dwelling. We got to spend more time with him. What does it mean to abide with the Father? And it doesn't have to be a, you locked into your room for three hours only speaking in tongues. It's just your everyday life. You just, as you, I'm, give a testimony of what happened on this youth, uh, youth, doggone it, what is it called? Conference. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> this youth conference. There's a guy there by the name of Reggie Dabbs. And Reggie, yeah, Reggie is fire. He's like, he gives some good word, right? So we've been there the last couple years, and 
we were talking in our creative meeting and we said, we want re- God, we want to meet Reggie to see if he can come to the church. And I just prayed it just regular. I mean, God, we, you know, just lifestyle. You know, I talk to God regularly because I need him regularly because I can't do nothing without him. So I'm talking, and in the creative meeting, as Dacia and Walt and Andrea, they can, first off, I apologize. Man, I apologize. I forgot to tell you all about the best dream team at Linked Up Church. Those are the plug leaders over here. I, I'm so sorry about that. Y'all make some noise for that real quick. Y'all like, nah, we the best dream team. <laughs> Man, they do, some, they do an awesome job over there, you all. They really do. They really do. But we mentioned it, prayed about it, and I didn't pray about it 30 times. We prayed about it, let it go. I thought about it again. Oh, yeah, I'm going to meet Reggie when I get there. God's going to set that up. Duh, he's God. <laughs> he's just going to set it up for me. I wasn't tarrying for 30 minutes. Like, I believed that he was going to do it. We get there, day one goes by, meet no Reggie. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it, though, to be honest with you. Day two goes by, was it the last day we met him? Day two goes by, meet no Reggie. Day three goes by, we're sitting, and one of my youth leaders, Dacia, said, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, there goes Reggie right there. I'm like, oh, it's time to go. Get up. Now they got security down at the bottom, so you just can't go out on the floor. But I'm like, you know, faith. What did my man Jensen Franklin said? Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Yeah, that's what he said. I went down. Like, okay, security, we're sitting right here. Just so happens, when I get down to security, there's a brother that I know. There's a brother that I, I mean, literally had dinner with him. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know you was here. <laughs> Dap him up, just kept him moving, right, just like I belong there. <laughs> the person held Reggie up long enough so that I can go and talk to Reggie. Got past the security, talked to Reggie. Hey, Reggie. I got my youth up there. They had the signs, Reggie coming to linked up. You know, they trying to get them ready, fumbling, nervous, all that type of stuff. <laughs> well, we get there. I said, Reggie, man, I would really love for you to come to our church. He said, oh, that's it? Take my number down real quick. Don't give it to nobody else, but take my number down real quick. <laughs> Lifestyle. Things just happen. Lifestyle. I mean, it's just a lifestyle of praying to God. A lifestyle of talking it, not just when you're over your food. Let's keep on moving, though. Let's keep on moving. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You got to stay connected. Some of us got to spend more time with him. Um, does anybody in here, you got like a charger or a headphone? Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, come on up, come on up. Yeah, yeah, bring that over here real quick. You got some headphones? Oh, see... There we go. That's what I'm talking. Bring that over here. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes. All righty. The new iPhones have, if you got Android, I'm sorry. But the new iPhones, hey, 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 we're going to keep it saved. We're going to keep it saved, all right? Apple. These new iPhones made something, I guess it was like the iPhone 7 where they changed it up where you can no longer have a head, headphone jack, 
along with the charger jack. Man, they good at getting money, I tell you, boy. <laughs> but with this new feature, you can't charge your phone and listen to the headphones at the same time unless you get some AirPods. Upgrade. Say, upgrade me, Lord. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. So when you plug in to God, you start to get charged. But oftentimes, what we decide to do, we need, we feel as if we need other things to plug up into. It doesn't work like that. It's either one or the other. You plug into God or you don't. You're plugged into God or you're plugged into Satan. We don't talk about Satan too much a lot of times anymore, huh? Thank goodness we go to a word church. You plug, when you say yes to God, you say no to everything else. When you say yes to God, you say no to everything else that is out there. And oftentimes what we do, we disconnect so that we can plug into something that ends up draining our battery. It ends up draining our battery. It doesn't give us life. This does not give us power. It gives us a little entertainment. But eventually that thing starts to get tangled up around you and it can end up being a noose. The headphones can be a symbolization of other things that we plug up into. Don't give us life, draining our battery, tangling us up, overwhelming us with things that are wrong. You got to disconnect. Take out the headphones. Some of us, we really do keep our headphones in way too much. <laughs> like, when I go in public, I try to take my headphones off. How you gonna be a witness to God and you listening to stuff everywhere you go? Hard to do that. Hard to hear God when you listening to Lil Yachty <laughs> or Luther Vandross. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the word. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits of being plugged up to God. The benefits of being plugged up to God. When you're plugged up to God, you produce much fruit. But what is it the fruit that God wants us to produce? Well, I think it's very clear in the scripture. The main produce of Christ is not cars. It's a byproduct. The main produce of Christ is not wealth. It's a byproduct. It happens. Pray, boy, whew, I love that type of stuff. Amen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. The, by, the byproduct are the things that we get from God. But the main fruit that we get from him is an internal work says the fruits of the spirit, love, man, joy, man, peace, man, long-suffering, man, patience, man, meekness, 
goodness, kindness. I got the fruits of the Spirit. They got that song. I don't know it. I ain't going to sing it. Gentleness, faith, self-control. When you're plugged up to God, you're going to look like him. You're going to bear fruit like him. You're going to... Grapes produce grapes. Apples produce apples. Christians produce Christ. That's what we produce. My man Dan Moeller says this pretty often. If you squeeze an apple and you get prune juice out of it, you would be weird. You would, whoa, like, that would be strange. How come when Christians get squeezed, everything else but Christ comes out of them? You got all other type of stuff coming out of you instead of Christ. When we get in trials and tribulations, that's the time that Christ should be coming out the most. You squeezed in a tight place back against the wall, that's when he should be coming out, leaking out of our pores right there. You got fired from your job. You struggling with depression. You don't know what you're going to do. How are you going to pay your next bills? That's when your back's against the wall, and when life squeezes you, you should be producing Christ. You don't go to God in the middle of a situation. It's too late. But he says, thank God. Man, but God is so good that he can do everything. But you want to have that word in you already. You want to go into the situation with your weapons. You want to go in there with your AKs, your gats, your swords, your, all of that. You want to go in there with it, not scrambling. What, what's that scripture? What's that scripture? What's that scripture? Like, it's too late. Life is happening. This is why you need to be prepared in life. Be prepared by spending time with God so when the situation happens, it just flows freely. It just flows freely. It's just God. It just flows freely. And the beautiful thing about the fruits of the Spirit is it's not you trying your hardest in order to produce it. I've never seen an apple tree say, apple, 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 apple. You can't produce apples like that. <laughs> Don't happen. <laughs> it's not you striving on your own to produce patience. Patience, patience, patience. Yes, Lord, patience. That's not patience. <laughs> That's not patience. That's struggle. True patience is when you just patient. You in a long line at the grocery store. Oh, this is a great opportunity for me to witness. Let me get to know another human being that lives out here in the world because that could be the key to your next blessing. Patience, patience, joy. It's not you just trying to make yourself have joy. No, he just gives it to you freely. But that comes with abiding in him, the power source. When you abide in him, you ain't got to bite your lip to do right. I used to bite my lip to do right. Mm, uh, like, you don't... God can free you completely. You ain't got to, ooh, you, mm. Sometimes you need to do that, though, <laughs> until you get it out, you know, until God gets it out of you. But you can get to a place where you ain't got to bite your lip. You can love freely no matter what nobody does to you. Some of y'all done had your backs torn wide open, backstabbed before by some people. Close friends. Y'all thought y'all was going to be friends for life in middle school. Ripped your back wide open. You can have the love of God on the inside of you where you can still 
hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm praying for you. I know you're struggling. Clearly, you're struggling. You don't see my value, and you don't see your own value. So I just need to pray for you. Now, don't tell them they don't see their value because then you're causing, what? <laughs> like, then you're causing confrontation. But the benefit of plugging up to God is power. There's a picture that I have up here where there was a lightning bolt that split a tree wide open. Picture? No? Let's keep it moving. <laughs> this lightning bolt split the tree wide open. That's power. This tree was very big. Lightning is a form of electricity. When you plug into the power of God, he can break down anything that is in the way. He can break down any stronghold, no matter how long. It done been there in your life for 53 and a half years. And he can eliminate it like that. <laughs> he can eliminate that with his power. Strongholds of depression been on some people in here for a long time. It's like your family, your family is walking around with a gray cloud over their head. Everybody's down. Everybody's depressed. The power of God can change that right now. Lightning can come from that cloud and remove it from it. Some people in here, you've been struggling with low self-esteem for a long time. I'm here to tell you today, you're not ugly. I'm here to tell you today, you're not slow. I'm here to tell you today, you are not stupid. You are a child of God, and you have the mind of Christ, and you are made in his image, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But if Jesus isn't your Lord and Savior, this power is not accessible for you. This power that we talk about it's not because of us, it's because Jesus dwells on the inside of us. Some of us in this room, I, I feel like that this just came to me. We need to be operating more in the supernatural. You know when you see people, you feel as if you have a word for them or you're supposed to pray for them, and you get a little fearful sometimes. The fear of man, it locks you up. Don't be scared of no man. If God is telling you to do something, do it. But if Jesus isn't your Lord and Savior, you are missing out on experiencing this power in your life. You miss out on the benefits that he offers. You miss out on the power of connecting to him because you're connected to a false vine. Jesus is the true vine and we must connect to him. When you connect to him, you say yes to him, no to everything else. Let me have everybody's head bowed and eyes closed.